Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the show. And once again, you have joined your lovely host, Tracy Brown, on the Tracy Brown Show. And what an exciting evening we have planned for you today. So just sit back, relax, and I hope that you grab your pen and your pad. And once again, welcome to the Tracy Brown Show. And I am your lovely host, the one and only, the Dynamite, Dynamite, Dynamite. Fantastic, wonderful, beautiful, and gorgeous Tracy Brown. And I am excited as always to be on the airways with you tonight. But I'm especially excited because of our our guest tonight, because it's about financing your dream. But you know, before we get into all of that, of course I have to do some house housekeeping rules, housekeeping things that I like to do. First of all, I want to invite you all, my listening audience, to join me on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm out there. You guys simply type in these letters, I, the letter M, Tracy Brown. I am Tracy Brown. Secondly, I want to also invite you on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8.20 a.m., and I know that's kind of early, but join me on Periscope for a five-minute behind-your-dollar moment where I'm simply going to give you in five minutes some financial tips. You know, I like to give you financial tips all throughout the week. So that's just another another avenue that you get to hear me, spend time with me. Next, I want to tell you about some training or some things that are going on. Simply, you can go to my website, thestartupstrategist.net, to find out more about these. But we have a holiday spending challenge going on right now. And, of course, you know, next week we like to call, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, you know what you like to call that. But we, prior to that week right now, we're doing a holiday spending challenge because I don't want you to spend all your money during the holidays. But simply I also want you to be aware of what it is that you're spending. The next thing on November the 30th, you know, I'm excited about that. I like to call it the entrepreneur lifestyle, which simply has to deal with something similar that we're going to be talking about tonight. Do you have your business set up correctly? Do you have your ministry set up correctly? See, a lot of times we're operating with just a business card, and we think that we're in business. So I invite you to simply register at the startupstrategist.net for the class, and then you will definitely um, have a good time because we always have good times in the class. And finally, 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 defining you in 2017, that's simply putting your mission, your goal, your personal statement together for 2017. And I'm so excited because simply, you know, I did this last year, and I put my vision and my goal to everything together for 2016, and I am proud to say that I have accomplished everything that was on my list. So you know what? I know you guys are excited just as I am to hear Mr. Anderson because guess what? He's going to tell us how to fund our dreams, how to get the finances that's needed to start that business, to grow that business, and make it succeed, successful. So after this commercial break, please 
please meet me right back here. Welcome back to the show, and once again, I am your host, Tracy Brown. You have joined me here on the Tracy Brown Show, and guess what? You have not only joined me tonight, but you have joined me and Mr. Donald Anderson of Taylor and Anderson, and you know what? He's going to explain to us how we can finance our, our dreams, you know, because a lot of times, you know, we want to... We want to do what I call the bootstrapping or the bootlegging, simply where we just use our personal savings, our home equity, or any other savings that we have to to start our dream, to finance our dream. And then secondly, if we don't have any of that, we're going to family and friends. But we're going to get prepared tonight so that we're able to know what we need to get a loan, how to get a loan, and then who to go to to help us get that loan. So I want to have to call out and see if Mr. Anderson is on the line with us. Mr. Anderson, are you there? Hi, Tracy. I'm here. How are you doing tonight? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. And so if you've listened to the show, you know I always like to make sure that my listening audience feel a little bit at home with with our guests. So what I'm going to ask you about tonight is simply I think that if I recall correctly, you're either in a band, you're a singer, or you do something kind of like that. So you want to share that with, with, with us just a little bit so we know a tad little bit about you. Well, I'm just a... You know, um, I'm a small businessman in, you know, Southern Maryland. I do sing with my ministry in my church union Bethlehem in the men's chorus, and I've been, you know, singing for years. But I, you know, do that as a release with the Lord and, and just, you know, having balance between spirit, business, and personal. So um, I love singing, and I just do that to relax myself as well as my connection with the Lord. All right, all right. I mean, we like that, and I'm quite sure, you know, don't be surprised if I might ask you to hit a little note for us. But, you know, I promise that I'll let you know, I'll let you know beforehand. But, to, but tonight you have joined us just to teach us and tell us about financing our dreams. So many small business owners get started, and they get stuck because they're not able to – finance their dreams. They're not able to to take it from that paper to make it a reality because we get stuck because we don't have any money. We don't have any, we don't know where to go. We don't have any money. Our credit's not right. So I'm going to sit back and maybe chime in every now and then, but I want to allow you to have the floor so you can teach us tonight. I'm an actual student myself tonight. So the floor is yours. 
Okay. Um, well, the first thing, Tracy, a lot of times people, you know, depending on where they are in their business, they need to write down some basic material as far. And, and I'm sure you as a strategist know planning is critical. Um, Taylor Anderson is a certified uh, MBE company that helps people try to obtain either financing or direct them to the right place. My, my tagline is gateway to financial freedom. So that being said, if you're an established business um, with at least one year in operations, there are programs out there that can actually eliminate going to not saying I'm not trying to down the banks, but sometimes the banks can be cumbersome when it comes to credit requirements for small businesses. So what I try to do is accelerate and help people get to point A to point B and the rigors of getting financing less than a half a million dollars in that round. When it comes to small businesses, a lot of times people struggle and most businesses fail within the first three to five years due to lack of financing. So what I try to do is offer options and help people, whether it's getting them an action plan or trying to get them financing that they may not be able to qualify and, and try to help them in some shortcuts to get to the areas of getting approved. And that's pretty much what it is. Now, granted, if it was easy, Tracy, everybody – would have million-dollar lines of credit, half a million-dollar, you know, if it was easy. It's not easy. It's just a matter of doing a process. But it's not hard if you follow some steps and are willing to take direction. And I think that's the most critical part. Right. Um, and it's important you, you say that because one thing that I heard you say that we need to write down, uh, we need to write down. We need to have a plan of action. We need to know what we're doing. We need to know where we are and where we want to go because there's no need for me to go to Mr. Andrews and say, hey, I just need some money because he's going to say, okay, well, how much money do you need? And I'll be like, uh, uh, uh. So it's important, people, that you have a plan, that you have, you map it out, you have a plan, you, you have your goals set, you, you kind of like, filter them in and make sure you, you stagnant what it is that you're trying to do. But you have to have a right. plan. You have to know where you want to go in the amount of money that you need. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you four steps that are really critical. Um, and if there's a listening audience, they may want to write these down. But the first one is organization. They definitely need to be organized with their mission, what they're doing, their plan, the type of business it is. That is very critical. Um, if is it a sole proprietorship, is it an LLC, you know, what, what, what is it that you're doing? So being organized is number one. Uh, the second thing is the technology. You know, what type of technology do they have um, as far as their records, the bookkeeping, QuickBooks, you know, profit and loss, financial statements, all of that needs to be outlined. The third thing is don't do it alone. It is very critical to partner and collaborate and don't be scared to accept help from other people that have either done it or been in the business or can help you because sometimes when we talk about money, people tend to get quiet. Uh, you know, we talk about credit. Sometimes there's sensitive issues there. Um, most cases, a 640 is the minimum. Now, I've helped clients with all types of credit scores. But typically, you want to have at least a 640 
to get some sort of finance. And if you're under a 640, then that's when it gets back to action plans and taking steps. But don't do it alone, which means that if you have some issues with credit or if your finances, let's say, are at a certain level but you haven't organized them, talk to someone that can help you so you can get to the next level, not talking about it or saying, hey, I'm here, and then when it comes to the lender or getting approved, it never gets through underwriting because you're not set up properly. So those type of things are critical when it comes to getting funding. And then the last thing is your financial reporting. Um, most business lenders, um, if you're looking at getting, let's say, at least 300000 I'm just going to throw that number as, as a you know, typical number for expansion or capital, you should have at least two years business tax returns, at least one year personal tax returns. Most of the business lenders that are in my network require at least 100000 or more gross revenue or higher. Now, that being said, if you fall under that, there's plans that I can help and get in place to get you to that point where you need a line of credit or some other areas of structuring that down the line you could qualify for that. So it just depends on where the person falls. But if they're not in that area, the goal is to have multiple streams of either resources of financing or multiple streams of areas to get money. And my whole adage is it's better to have money and not need it than need money and can't get it. So if you can look at that, it's just, just an acronym. If you get approved for, let's say, 150000 no one's saying you have to exhaust it on a project, you try to build your business credit and take that personal if you're a business as well as your personal credit because those are two different entities. And establishing that is critical for short-term and long-term growth with your business. Right. So you say you just went over. I'm just going to reiterate what you said. You said the four steps is making sure that we have organization um, to make sure that we're up with our technology and don't Correct. do it alone. Don't do it alone. And also make sure that we have the financial reporting necessary to do so. And you find, and a lot of times people do try to do it alone or, or not to be honest with the lender or the person that's trying to help them because of the simple fact that they, they're just embarrassed about their own personal credit. And so my, right. my, my thing to that is that we, we need to make sure that even our own personal credit as well as our business credit is on, is on par because it's a reflection of who you are and it's a reflection of the type of business that you're running. So people, you got to get your personal credit as well as start establishing your business credit into a point that it, it's, it's at that 640 or that 700. Right. But I did, I did have a question. The, um, how important is the, how important is the, um, the hello, hello, hello. How important is the bin in the in the break number? You said what number now? The bin, the B-I-N, in the break number. That was one of the questions that came up. As far as for business, or what What do you mean the bin number? Yeah, Just break that the, down a little bit. That's as far as I may have to have the radio angel come on because that was one of her questions. But as far as it relates to business. 
as far as it relates to business, the main thing is your payback score. That's okay, that's what's okay. looked at, your paybacks. Okay. So can you explain yeah. that score to us and how we get a payback score? Well, a payback score, Tracy, is basically like a FICO score for personal. Um, mm-hmm. A payback is geared with your business. A good okay. payback score is above 80. Normally, a payback score can be attained by getting a security account to start off with. Um, let's say you're a new business and you don't know what it is. You're just starting out. It's good mm-hmm. to get a secured account that you can actually get reported under your EIN number because your EIN is your employer or tax right. ID number under your business. So once you get okay. that, you can go to Staples, um, Sam's Club. Um, you get something with maybe a guarantor, um, a credit union sometimes, depending on where the person is. Mm-hmm. And once that's so- established, that business mm-hmm. credit score will start building. And from there, you want to open up like a vendor account like Best Buy or somewhere you can actually buy supplies and then pay it back in that 30-day term. Okay, so that's key right there because that's probably where many of us need to get started at. Right, because a lot of people don't even know what a payback. Payback is your business credit. And if you don't have a payback, how is somebody going to look at you as a legitimate business? But it's the main thing is establishing a payback, which is critical. Mhm, mhm. Okay, that's interesting, right? Does that there. make Because a, a pay, it, a payback yeah. is like your you can go you can lease a car under your business. Like let's say you're established and you're reporting revenues, you don't have to always. A lot of people think you have to put it in your personal. Nick, your business is like a baby. You birth it, it crawls, it walks, but eventually you want your business to run. Without a payback score, you can't run. You have to have a payback score. Okay, so that's 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 the key right there. Yeah. That's the key right there that you get a payback score. Um, now, now having your personal credit strong will piggyback the payback score. So that's where if you have a 700 or higher credit score, you have the capability of getting a card in your personal name. But to having your business to back it up, that's a way to establish it until your business generates enough revenue. Okay. So, okay. so for the new up and coming and starting businesses, you you're suggesting that they they establish establish some type of credit through their with their EIN number, meaning that they should either do it some secure or guaranteed something that they're able to um, begin to build upon their, their credit score. Right. You can get vendor accounts, um, small accounts with less than, let's see, a good starting limit is like $500, you know, mm-hmm. for a business just to show. But you have to get it secured because a lot of times a bank is not going to lend with no history. So try to right. get it secure, meaning they put up their own money, basically, to right, get that right. started. Right. And that shows right. something established with the business. Okay, then. That, that's, so a lot of times, since I heard you say this, that that our personal credit can back up our payback um, score as long as our personal credit, you know, is at a 
a place 640 and above, let's say it like that, because a lot of times I know in business a lot of people, um, they use their personal Social Security number in order to build their business credit. And I hear you saying that that's a no-go because you're still not building business credit, you're building your personal credit. Right, your personal credit rate, and I'm saying 640 as a minimum, mm-hmm. but normally the goal is 720 or higher. 640 right. just gets you in the game as far as, like, get, being able to get approved for some term. Your best terms are 720, 760 and higher. There's still, I call them stated loans. Let's say you're a business and you've been out there a year, your revenue is fluctuating, but you've maintained meticulous records and good credit. There's programs out there without going through as much paperwork for stated bars for businesses as long as you have a 720 credit score. So the key thing is how do I get a 720 credit score? Pay down your revolving debt, watch any sort of judgments. For, you know, it sounds basic, but you want to monitor things with collection agencies and old medical bills, any, any one bad item. Or could knock right. the score down 80, 70, 80 points, and you don't even know it's on your credit. And you could be paying your bills on time, but what type of things are you paying, and how are you using your revolving debt? So that's what gets right. people in trouble because the credit cards, if you're paying, let's say, 16% interest, and then business number B is getting things at 8 to six, you know, 8 to 10% interest, they're going to pay down things a lot faster, and they have more available cash flow. When a lender looks at that, and their spending habits, they're going to get better terms, and they're going to be better prepared for long-term growth because they have better credit, and they're going to have more resources to use because they have that. That's right. So we're getting ready to take a break, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay. Who do you know with less than perfect credit? Our services at Behind Your Dollar will help you remove inaccurate, erroneous, and obsolete information in your credit file, including bankruptcies, foreclosures, student loans, late payments, charge-offs, public records, collections, judgment, repossessions, tax liens, short sales, and medical bills. See results in as little as 45 to 60 days with money-back guarantee. Call today, 240 786-8089. Welcome back to the show. And once again, it's me, Tracy Brown. You join me here on the Tracy Brown Show. And today our guest is Mr. Donald Anderson, of Taylor and Anderson, and we—he's been, you know, I already know we're gonna to have to have him back on the show because he already has been providing a wealth of information, and we're not even to the meat of his presentation. I am sure. So, Mr. Anderson, I'm gonna sit back and continue to take some notes so you can um, go ahead because you provided us with four steps, which we talked about: organization, technology, don't do it alone, and making sure that you have your financial reporting in order, and that's where a lot of us also fall down because we don't have our paperwork in order. We don't. So, Mr. Anderson, the floor is yours. 
Okay. Um, what are some of the areas, I guess, with the businesses? You've encountered Tracy. Um, what are some of the areas of weakness that you've seen in your in your planning? Well, a lot of times what I've seen in my planning is that the businesses don't have a plan. They don't have a plan at all. They don't know what direction they're going. They don't. They haven't even set up a budget. They they're not even aware of if they're starting a budget, what's needed to start their business and to run it efficiently for a year. So they don't have a budget. Those that already are in business and and doing everything, they they may be a little more aware, but they still aren't fully aware of all their expenditures all things that just may pop up just like at home. They don't have an emergency reserve fund set aside just in case something goes wrong in the business or they need something. A lot of them that are small business are living from pillar to post, just like we do at home. And that's to me, that's a no-no. So that's why this show today was so important to me because I need for the business owners and the ones that are starting to be on board, to have their stuff in order and to know what they need. Well, let me just talk about two main areas. Um, one is for the person starting out. If they want to obtain a line of credit, typically um, most, I do have some lenders that require nine months as a minimum, which actually is better than most banks, with a minimum 620 credit score. And a line of credit the difference in that and the regular installment loan, if you don't use the funds, you don't pay back. So you pay back what you use. So if you get a $100,000 approval and you only use 25000 of it, that's going to show good on your payback score. You pay the $25,000 back within, let's say, 6 to 12 months or a revolving area, there are times after a year that can get increased. Now, how do I get to that point? Minimum 620. The higher credit is better, but bare minimum, if you got a 620, you've been in business at least 9 to 12 months, it can show first-year revenue of 75000 or more, you can get a starter line of credit. And a lot of times they'll start at like 50000 And let's say you got a business out there hasn't shown any revenue. There are ways if your credit is over 720, you can get signature loans. Now, you can go to credit unions, banks. But if you can't go that route, there are areas out there to get lines of credit to get you started. Now, I'm not advocating going out here getting in a bunch of debt because the debt cycle can be vicious when it comes to a small business. But a business line of credit is critical for growth. So if you can't get it on the personal side, try to get it with the business or sign as a personal guarantor, get something to stiff it. Let's say it's only 25000 but something to show, hey, I have some working capital for my business, and then go through there. Now, once you get started and get your projects, then you're off and running. And then it's a matter of keeping the meticulous records, keeping your financial reporting, and then advertising and marketing your business. So my question to you is I have two, first of all. So what okay. type of interest rate, what type of interest rate, let's say I got my loan, what type of interest rate is it? What type of yeah, what type of interest rate are we looking at? Depends. That's why I have clients to send me emails. I normally will pre qualify them based on where they are. If they're not in that area, I will talk to them and tell them what they need to do or advise them and say, 
do this or do this. So it just it, it basically it breaks us for any disappointment because if a person is not in that area, I don't like selling false hope, and I don't want to come across as I got all the answers, but I do have a good variety of in that net that can help people because knowledge is power. So if I can empower somebody to say if they wanted an 8% or 10% interest rate, higher the credit. If the credit is over 640, rates can be as low as 7 8% for a business. If, if the credit is there and they cash flow profit, if the credit is not there, then they're stuck with like payday loans, advanced loans. Those rates can be 20 30 40%. And I try to tell people that getting a payday loan is a quick fix, but it's like a Band-Aid. The sore, it'll, it'll fix it for a time being, but if you're constantly paying a payday loan back, robbing pillar to pay Paul, you're in a debt cycle. So you got to set yourself up for long-term growth and getting payday loans and advanced loans, that's not the answer. For long-term, short-term, yeah, it has cash in, but if you're paying back more interest than what you're making on your profit, it's not good. That's right. That's right. And that, and I'm glad you said that because it is a band-aid, whether it's in our personal finances or our business finances. Those payday loans I do not like at all. They're just kind of – I, I don't like them. I don't recommend them. I don't like them. you got to figure it out. That's why I'm a big advocate of making sure that you have an emergency fund if you're able to. Something set aside, something each payday that you, that you have. So um, – so that, that's good to know. So let me do this before we, we go on, move on. Why don't you um, provide the listening audience with your email address? Because I heard you say you pre-qualified folks. So can you provide yeah, us with email, your email address? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my email address directly is info at taylorandersonllc.com. That is my direct email to my server online. My website is dot. TaylorAndersonLLC.com. But for email questions, info at TaylorAndersonLLC.com. Okay, okay. So now, now my question to you: You asked me what do I see as the main problem, and you said you had two solutions. So we talked about the startup, but what about those that have been? Uh oh, I guess we're gonna do this after a commercial break. So we'll be right back after the commercial break. So keep a hold of your pen and your pad. Starting your own business is an exciting experience. You have the ability to be your own boss, set your schedule, and make a living doing what you love. However, entrepreneurship also comes with a lot of challenges. Many entrepreneurs fail before they launch their business by not knowing how to set up their business correctly. Every player needs a coach, and every business needs a startup strategist. Don't get frustrated trying to navigate through the paperwork. Let our professional staff get you started. Schedule your discovery call today by visiting our website at www.thestartuhp.com or calling 240-786-8089.
Welcome back to the show. And you have joined your host, Tracy Brown, and Mr. Donald Anderson. And he is truly educating us about financing our dream, telling us what it is that we need to, right. to get started, even before we sit down in front of him. So we're going to continue our discussion because we he was just telling us about when we're starting out, how we need it. Um, our ideal credit score is 720, but if you had a 620 credit score in nine months worth of, I guess, financial documents, there, there's a possibility that, you know, something can be done. But we have to make sure that we are lined up, we're in order with our personal and our business finances. So I'm going to give the floor back to you and continue taking my notes. Okay. Okay. Hello? Uh huh. We hear. We hear you. Okay. Um, now, I was going to say about the businesses. Um, what areas of the, I guess you said, Tracy, when you were starting the plan, you said the mission statement, and what are some other areas of concern with the businesses? Because the key thing is the two years. Do you have a lot of businesses or people on the air? They've been established longer than two years, or these are people less than two years. It's a mixture. It's a mixture of startups. It's a mixture of some that's in that incubator stage, or like I like to call between two to five. You know, where they're really okay. trying to make it work. With the two to five years are kind of like the critical years. Really, all of them are critical, but two to five are critical years because either you're going to make it or you're not going to make it. So we have those there. They have money coming in, but not 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 quite enough to um, finance or move to the next stage of their their planning process to move to that next point. And so when we find ourselves there and we find ourselves wanting to seek a loan, um, if it's not the we're past the nine months, so what is available for us out there that's past the nine months that have a halfway decent credit score, what else, what type of loans are out there? Well, there's several. Um, what I normally do, I'm just going to take an example um, I'm partnered with several different lenders across the country. Um, one of the ones I advocate is Funding Circle, which is right on my website. Um, Funding Circle has lent more than $2.5 billion to 20,000 businesses across the country. Uh, what I normally do is quantify them through my website under Taylor Anderson LLC. And the reason for that is if they can't qualify for those rates, I want to try to quantify them with some sort of financing. Now, the minimum requirements are typically two years in business, gross revenues of at least 150000 one of the years. So let's say you got a business that's been in three years. First year, they broke even. Second year, they got a big revenue contract. And then the third year, they tail it off. They need some capital to expand. Now, these loans have interest rates as low as 5.49%. Minimum loans are 25000 So that being said, that's a perfect funding circle client if they quantify with a 640 or higher. Sometimes exceptions are made at a 620, but depending on where their credit falls, it's based on their assets, their revenue, not the net, but the gross. That's the gross mm -hmm. revenue they show each year. Now, if they don't qualify there, I do have lending sources from as little as 3500 a month 
for people to get money. Now, that being said, they're not going to get a 5% interest rate. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, the interest rate is going to be higher, but it could be a way for them to get short-term bridge financing, if you will, for a project that's upcoming and they're trying to get more money to capitalize. A lot of small businesses fall into that bubble where they get projects, they can't get the finances, so they have to tap into the personal money to advance themselves what do they do in the meantime when they're waiting? That's a bridge loan. A bridge loan typically can help a person, but it has to be paid back. So depending on the exit strategy of the business and where they fall, that's a good resource if it's going to help them within a 12-month period. And bridge loans okay. are very good, but you have to quantify that based on their credit and their assets. And those type of loans are now always geared on credit. If their performance is good on their cash flow, they may be able to get a bridge loan for 200000 let's say, until they can get that project. If it shows enough receivables, the underwriter looks at it, that's a good loan. And their credit mm-hmm. might not be perfect, but their cash flow is good. So mm-hmm. that's an alternative depending on where they fall. So for the listening audience, I wanted you to clarify three terms. You use growth. Net and then short term has it relates to the funding circle. So explain to them what growth means because a lot of people don't understand what growth means. They get okay. it mixed up. Okay, mm-hmm. growth deposit is whatever that comes in the business. Let's say you're factoring invoices or you're doing a salon and you pay your people pay you credit card and you have gross receipts. Everybody comes in and gets their hair done is paying, you know, 80 to $150, you know, whatever it's priced at. At the end of the day, you have a ledger. That ledger is a deposit. Now, granted, you got your expenses, but I'm talking about what comes through the register. That is a gross. Those are gross receipts taken in daily, and they need to be tracked weekly and monthly. If you can show a good gross receipt, those are deposits in the business, and that's what gross is. Whatever comes in the business before expenses. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the net? The net is after you pay everybody, your payroll, taxes, equipment, lease agreements. If you got business, you know, itemizations, insurance, bonding, that's your net after that. Okay. So so the gross listening audience means whatever that comes in before you spend any money out, that's your gross. And then the net is is the gross minus your expenses is what your net is. So you talked about um, short-term has it relate to the funding circle. So what what's considered short-term? How many months is that? Well, I advocate them because they have terms up to 60 months. So okay. depending on where the person falls, five years to pay back a business loan that can advance their business 40, 50, 60%. Those are great terms. Um, and it's not collateralizing a mortgage. Now, you can always go back to traditional finance. And if you have a mortgage line of credit and you want to actually leverage your mortgage, but that's a different type of loan based on your equity and also based on the type of loan that you have. You can always do that, but some people get in trouble getting seconds and thirds on the houses. And then with the market crash, what was it, six years ago, 
now they're upside down, and now they can't do anything with the real estate because they leveraged the house, and now they're in trouble. So those are different, different parameters, different angles, but your real estate is an asset. The loans I'm talking about are more towards your cash flow and your credit, and in some cases, if your credit is strong enough, they're unsecured, which means you're not leveraging or collateralizing anything. Okay, okay. And earlier um, when we were talking, you talked about um, when you were giving out the four points, you talked about um, financial reporting. So what, what type of financial documents are needed or what should they be keeping when they're, when they're preparing for a loan, when they're preparing or what is, what is needed when it's time for that loan? Typically, six months bank statements showing, you know, deposits and expenses, uh, quarterly profit and loss, you know, as far as what came in and what are you showing on the books. So that's your business profit and loss. So if you have mm-hmm. that every six months, some people keep them annually or quarterly, depending on the business, but your profit and loss is critical and your bank statements. Normally, four to six months is required is what they should have either through a PDF or a ledger to say this is what I'm doing. And those are that standard across the industry. So what would you suggest to, to up-and-coming business or new business about their profit and loss statement? Should they keep it quarterly? Should they keep it by year, by um, year, by yearly or yearly? How, how would what, what, what I'd say think? starting out, if the credit is there, I want to get back to credit, um, when they're new, uh, I would say as long as they have their business documents and their business returns and they file their quarters, like in Maryland, you have to file every, you know, every, um, you know, in April your personal and your business return. As long as you file that and that's accurate starting out, that will suffice. As you grow, you want to build that at least every six months to show what you're doing. But starting out the gate, just make sure that you can maintain your taxes, maintain your charter, and also have your personal in line with your business. Because if you're a sole proprietor versus LLC, there's certain tax advantages where they need to talk to, you know, H&R Block on account or what's the best strategies. But for small businesses, there's certain benefits you can get as an LLC versus a sole proprietor. But if you're doing it by yourself and you incorporate you talk to the accountant about which is the best angle, but they're going to ask you, have you filed the quarterly? And if you haven't filed it, you can't even be in business without that. So you want to at least have that. But if you're new, you want to, don't want to be overblown with so much paperwork. So it's good to have your quarterly and then your annual. And that's, that's just suffice for you, at least your first one or two years. Okay, okay. Well, we'll be right back after this commercial break with some questions, so stay tuned. Okay. Who do you know with less than perfect credit? Our services at Behind Your Dollar will help you remove inaccurate, erroneous, and obsolete information in your credit file including bankruptcies, foreclosures, student loans, late payments, charge-offs, public records, collections, judgment, repossessions, tax loans, short sales, and medical bills. See results in as little as 45 to 60 days with money-back guarantee. Call today, 240-786-8089. 
welcome, welcome back to the show. And once again, I am your host, Tracy Brown, and we're joined today by Donald Anderson of Taylor and Anderson LLC. And you know, I, I thought I wanted to also find out how this plays a part of it. The Duns and Brad, how, how does that work? How, how does that play in our with our credit score and all of that other stuff? Well, the DMB is real critical, Tracy, when it comes to a new business. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a Dunn's, a Dunn's number, that will register you for the federal government. Okay. Because that, that, that helps with getting contracts. Right, right. So how does, does that work with our credit or just mainly help with the contracts and stuff? You know, the Dunn and Bradstreet, you can actually get what they call an indicator. Um, if you have an account, because I, I have a mm-hmm. Dun and Bradstreet account, uh, it shows your trends, it shows your pay decks, it gives you a credit monitoring. There's a cost to it, but it does help you. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you're a small business and you're trying to grow and you want to know what's going on with contracts, a Dun and Bradstreet account is good, but there are different expenses with it, so you want to make sure you don't overspend and get a lot of unnecessary things. Right, right, right. That is key right there. So they'll provide the you Dunn's with the, the number. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah, the Dunn's number, that is important, Tracy, when it comes to getting recognized for something like, you know, any sort of government or agency, a Dunn's number shows that you exist. So that that's critical. Then you got your cage codes and different areas there. But the Dunn and Bradstreet indicator Every month will show, hey, did my pay decks improve? Did my pay decks go down? What did I do last month? It's a monthly monitoring to show the lifeline of your business. It's like it's like the pulse of your business. So if you mm-hmm. have a Dun & Bradstreet indicator, mm-hmm. just like your credit report, you should have a monthly thing on your credit to show, hey, did my score rise, fall, what's going on with my credit? Right, Same thing with right. your business. A Dun & Bradstreet indicator will show, did my pay decks improve? What's going on? Who looked at my account? Who viewed my profile? That's a Dun & Bradstreet right. account. Right. That's that's the key. So Dun & Bradstreet people, Dun & Bradstreet, that's an important thing to get. But also, um, so we, we're hearing that but whether it's our personal or our business credit people, it's important that we are consciously aware, we're intentional about making sure that our credit is to the best of its ability, meaning that, you know, to me, 640 is just ordinary. I want my listening audience to be extraordinary, which means I want them to be at a 720 and above. So I know that if you're facing any financial challenges and everything, you are at the right place. You're at the right place. But right now, we're going to go and open up our lines and actually take a question. So I'm excited about what the um, listening audience has to want to know about. Okay, great. Okay. All righty, then, Carla, we have your lines open, um, area code 678, last four digits, 7464. Carla, your line is open. Thank you. Welcome, um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi, Stacey. Thank how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, actually, oh, you you had reopened that the question that I wanted to
when is it good for um, a, a company to apply for that? And um, I know you, I think you had touched on, you know, how you can establish yourself. Uh, can you just, um, you know, go over that again, accounts that you might, that we may want to consider opening just to establish that credit? Sure. You are you, you're a new business? You're trying to establish for a business? Yes. Okay. Um, you can look at Staples. I mean, just let me just give you a few places that accept, or what, what did you? Yes, yes. Okay. Staples is one. Um, Sam's or any sort of, like, business vendor where you can, any place you can order supplies is real okay. good. Best Buy. You can order equipment, computers. Walmart. You know, they have business credit cards and personal. Those are starter ones. Okay. And also, if you have, do you have any lines of credit established yet, or you're just starting out? No, we're just um, no, we don't have any lines of credit established yet. Okay. Um, There is one called Behalf. I don't know if you heard of them, but they will actually pay a vendor on your behalf based on your initial credit profile and you pay them back in net 60 or 90 terms, but they can do that in your business name. Behalf is good. They normally have credit limits from like 500 to 1500 which may seem small, but let's say it's paying your accountant and you want to pay it under your business. Get a small line of credit through Behalf under your EIN. Now you want to pay it back in net 60 days, so it shows that you've paid the vendor if it's an invoice, they'll pay it on your behalf, attach it to your business account, and then you pay that in full within that 30 or 60 days. That's business credit, and that shows wow. you've paid a vendor with that account. So that's a good credit resource, and that's a good supply reference as you try to build your business. So okay. let me ask Thank you here. this. So, so listen, audience, that's www.behalf.com because I went to it and looked it up really, really quickly. But let me ask you this. I know a lot of people when starting out, they use PayPal, and I know PayPal has a business side to it, I believe. Is that another good source for Yeah, business? I use PayPal when I invoice clients because they take credit cards, and they also you can pay on PayPal, but they're good for invoicing and record-keeping. Mm-hmm. So I recommend PayPal. Now, what if, now if someone pays you by credit card, there are small ancillary fees. Let's say it's a $400 invoice. You know, PayPal may keep, you know, $7.18, and you net out 393 or whatever the, the net is. But my point is it gives a person flexibility to pay you back, and it also mm-hmm. shows a record under your business. So it's good to have a PayPal for personal and sometimes they'll have six months at zero percent. So if you're buying supplies and you don't want to pay it in full, you get a thousand or two thousand dollar credit line with PayPal. You got six months with no interest. That's really free money for six months. So that gives you time right. to build up your cash flow. And PayPal is recognized nationally. So I strongly recommend PayPal. It's good as far as for credit. You know, they, and they also if you're billing someone, that's a good way to track your invoices. So you can right. say I bill somebody net 30 days, here's the description of service, and when they pay you back, they can pay by credit card, goes right into your business checking or personal account, 
and the invoice is paid. But you want to set up one for your personal and then set up one for your business if you can't. But, again, it's, they're going to look at the credit report. So as long as your credit is strong enough, try to get one under your business and your credit, and that will show a track record of your expenses as well as what you've billed for at certain well, services. Right, right. So before we go on, because I have a tendency to just get excited, can you give us your contact information once again? Sure. It's um, www.taylorandersonllc.com. It's my website. My email will be info at taylorandersonllc.com. All right, so we'll be right back after this commercial break. I am excited, so we'll be right back after this break. Okay. Starting your own business is an exciting experience. You have the ability to be your own boss, set your schedule, and make a living doing what you love. However, entrepreneurship also comes with a lot of challenges. Many entrepreneurs fail before they launch their business by not knowing how to set up their business correctly. Every player needs a coach, and every business needs a startup strategist. Don't get frustrated trying to navigate through the paperwork. Let our professional staff get you started. Schedule your discovery call today by visiting our website at www.thestartuhp.com or calling 240 786-8089. Welcome back to the show. And once again, you have joined Tracy Brown on the Tracy Brown Show. And I'm telling you guys, I have like three pages full of notes. And, and guess what? I get to talk to Mr. Anderson all the time, but not we're always talking business. So I'm glad to be a student tonight. I'm glad to be a student tonight. And before we went to commercial break, he was explaining to the caller ways in which that a small business can really open up, I guess what we like to call them, a trade account and begin to establish credit. He mentioned Staples, um, Sam's, and you know my favorite store is called Best Buy, Walmart, and then he also gave us a tip, and that's that you could go to what they call behalf, and they will kind of like work with you to um to help you um to fund you so that you are able to um pay some of your invoices or just to have a cash flow. So that email, that um website is www.behalf.com. So what I wanted to also talk about or ask really quickly, a lot of us use QuickBooks. Do you think that that's a good um because QuickBooks been around for years? Is that a good um tool to use or for me from the old school, you know, I'm Excel spreadsheet girl, but I think QuickBooks gives the gives you the financial reports that are needed. Yeah, QuickBooks is good, Tracy, especially for established businesses. But starting out, um, and I used to, you know, back in the day, I did taxes. Uh, a good old fashioned spreadsheet with a ledger. Until a person gets up and you know going, it's nothing. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you go into a certified accountant, everything is documented. You got your expense ledger, and they look it over. Um, hey, you know the spreadsheet is fine until a person gets because you know get a rid of software. Again, those are costs. So if a person is in a position to get QuickBooks, that's fine. But if they're not, just a spreadsheet. 
and keeping the ledger on the credits and debits of what's going in, you know, just keeping good records until they right, get right. up and going and get themselves going. So Right, right. And, and for me, right, right. And for me, one of my tips to, to small business and people just starting out, I still use the envelope method, guys. I give me one of those big yellow envelopes. I put my, you know, what I brought in, what's going out, and I keep it by month. I'm just that type of person. I like to keep my stuff by month so I know what's going on. So that's a, a quick way just to make sure that you're keeping up with your receipts, keeping up with your with you, your receipts and your expenditures so you know what came in, what's going out, and then at the end of the month you should know what's in your account. So that's just another quick method. But I have truly been um, excited about all the information that you have given us um, I know that I'm going to have you back because I know that there are tons of questions and your mailbox will probably be overflowing um, with questions because people are really looking for ways to start their business. And when you have a dream, you don't want to stay on the runway but so long. You, you're trying to figure out the best way of financing your your dream, building your credit, financing your dream so that you're able to just live your dream which is simply for many of us is being that that business owner. And plenty of, of tips tonight. So is there anything else before we close out that you want to tell us that we should be doing or trying to get our act together? Um, I would just say act on your emotion because a lot of people dream, but they're also dream killers. Don't listen to people that say you can't do it. If you feel it in your heart, Pray about it. One of my favorite sayings is faith without works is dead. So if it's in your, you know, DNA to do it and it's in your emotion to do it, take the tips. It's a blessing to be, you know, and and working with Tracy. Um, Work with people. Don't be ashamed if you don't know. And a lot of people, for lack of knowledge, they just don't follow their dreams or passion because, they're either ashamed of it or they let their past dictate their future. It's a new day. Don't worry about the past. Take the steps. And if there's anything that I missed or wanted to go over, just email my site. And if I don't have the answer, typically I can get it within 48 to 72 hours. If you're a client of mine, then I walk you through whatever process is needed and get you going. So it's just a matter of acting on it. And if it's in your emotion to do it, just do it. Uh, you know what? That's some that's some great advice because people will steal your dream and they'll steal your idea. But you know, you join us. Your information will be posted on uh, on my page, the Startup Strategist. But you can also connect with Mr. Anderson on Facebook. So send him a one of those little like buttons or be my friend. But this is what I want to say. Remember this that every team needs a coach and every business needs a startup strategist. So until next week, enjoy.